<laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the Daily Aztec Music Podcast, otherwise known as strictly as Damn. I am Jason Thrown. I'm joined by, of course, as always, Ryan Hardison. Ah, Ryan, we are recording on another Thursday. It is so far a very good day right now talking about a really exciting topic that I've been wanting to talk about for a while. But first, how are you doing today, my man? I'm doing pretty good, man. You know, like it's sunny outside. The angels are four and two. It's 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 looking up, man. It's looking really, really up. So I'm very excited. <laughs> I want to talk about baseball. <laughs> I'm sorry Lord about bringing up baseball. I yeah. Our our Lord and Savior, the Savior of baseball, Fernando Tatis Jr. injured, praying to God for no surgery. Pray to whatever God you believe in that Fernando Tatis Jr. is okay. Pray to Jesus. Pray to Buddha. Pray to Allah. Pray to the flying spaghetti monster if you have to. Please pray for Fernando Tatis Jr. We need prayers in the chat right now. There's no chat right now, but still, you know what I'm talking about. Good vibes only. But hey, three and three, 500. I'm not going to be able to complain. It's We're still looking pretty good. We got a great rotation other than a one Texan who shall not be named. But we have depth, so I think we'll be okay. But this is not a sports podcast, even though it would be kind of cool if it was. And it kind of was for like a little bit when we put it in WWE. But this is about something else. Wait a minute. Oh, we are talking about sports today. Um, a little different, though. A little different. Because guess what's coming out? If you don't know what's coming out, Ryan, want to tell them what's coming out soon? Well, well, well. Coming July 16th, I think, we are going to get Space Jam, A New Legacy. 25 years after the OG Space Jam. And I expect world peace to be declared shortly after. I expect cancer to be cured. COVID-19 will get Thanos snapped away. I expect all the leaders to hold hands. Kim Jong-un will have a face turn and get rid of all of his nuclear weapons. All thanks to LeBron James and Bugs Bunny. But you know what was even better than the basketball? Better than Michael Jordan's acting? The soundtrack. Ryan, can we talk about how amazing that soundtrack was in Space Jam 1, the first Space Jam. Indeed. Honestly, one of the most essential 90s soundtracks. That was really, it's it's sort of a pattern that has picked up again recently on certain soundtracks, such as like Black Panther, Judas and the Black Messiah, Superfly, where it's a big event where big artists want to show themselves in a big movie. And I really love it. And it's honestly one of the best, just like for a basketball movie soundtrack. So like the only one I can think of that's also really good is Above the Rim, which if you don't know, it's a great movie and has songs from The Dog Pound, Long Beach's best rap group ever. So just want to shout that out. But yeah, the Space Jam soundtrack from top to bottom is honestly like holds up really, really well. I was kind of shocked at how good it still sounds. A lot of the songs are aging like the like the finest finest wine. I'm not a wine connoisseur, but you know when when it tastes when it tastes that good, that that chef's kiss flavor is beautiful. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about some real star power that we got in the first in a Looney Tunes basketball movie. We would expect to be nothing but kitty stuff. We got some real star power. We got Seal covering "Fly Like an Eagle" from the Steve Miller band. We got an entire, like, 
Avengers Assemble rap group of Be Real, Busta Rhymes, Coolio, LL Cool J, and Method Man, Method Man, making Hit Him High, the Monstars theme song, which in my opinion, and we'll talk about this soon, I'm just going to give you a little preview of what I think about Hit Him High, still the best best song about basketball ever written. Still the best. I know Drake and Future Drop Jumpman. No, that it gets blown out of the water by the Monstars. Also, this one guy from Chicago made a really good song, and we're not going to mention his name because he's kind of in federal prison right now. But he made this really good song that went uh, won a couple Grammys called I Believe I Can Fly. It is an awesome song. Got him a couple Grammys, but this album went platinum six times. This is a six-time platinum-winning soundtrack for Looney Tunes. Pretty crazy how much... I mean, it was definitely a pretty, like, star-driven event. You know, you have a film led by the one and only Michael Jordan. You have Bill Murray. Larry Bird pops up. Newman from Seinfeld is also one of the main characters in the movie. Plus, you have the biggest stars from Looney Tunes and Danny DeVito. Cannot forget Danny DeVito. But, yeah, still, like, really impressive to think about that a movie soundtrack would go six times platinum. Like, still... A pretty incredible feat, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, Space Jam 2, it's got such high expectations for it. Not just because the first movie was such a cult classic, but because this soundtrack earned so many, so much high praise. It got so much, like, anticipation for it. Like, a lot of people really, really loved this soundtrack. I mean... Just the first song in general, like the theme song to Space Jam, it was like a, it was like used in clubs and like dance clubs everywhere for like the entire 90s. And how can you not? It's just so, so grooving. It's just, it's just a, it's just a banger. It really is, man. And it's funny because they actually have a really good mix of the sound of the 90s because they have a lot of cool covers they have very soulful slow r&b jams and then they have you know hype songs because they're playing it during the game and that's where like hit them high comes in and like the space jam theme and yeah it's it's surprisingly like a pretty varied soundtrack so props to whoever assembled this because it's very easy to just get a lot of stars together and then just make something that's not really cohesive at all but surprisingly like really really great so shout out to that um well looking at this right now the album featured the film score by james newton howard that also came out during this album and it says the label was by atlantic and warner sunset and producers include rashad smith a guy named ken ross craig kalman and um, also that one guy from Chicago who we are not going to be able to name because I don't want to get sued or anything. or I don't want to make anyone triggered at all. So that one guy from Chicago also helped produce this. But there were a lot of really good songs in here that a lot of people like. Ryan, I know you had one in particular you really want to talk about today. Yeah, I really want to talk about Basketball Jones, which on paper doesn't make literally any sense at all and it originally comes from a Cheech and Chong song from the 1970s which actually charted on the billboard charts I had no idea it did but I think it got into the top 20 so yeah very impressive to be honest but it's really funny because 
when it's played in the movie, I always think about the song because it's played after the like NBA stars get their talents taken away and they're trying to figure out what's wrong with them. So they're just like mindlessly navigating through therapy sessions and stuff. And Charles Barkley is like realizing he can't even beat 10 year olds and, and basketball. And he's just, they're, they're having a crisis. And then there's this beautiful song with, you have very white's deep ass, like bass voice, you know, in the background, like, you know, it, like it's e- easily recognizable. And then you have on the opposite end, you have Chris Rock's super raspy, like Charles, Charles, like, <laughs> like that type of voice. And it's just, it really shouldn't work. And I don't know whose idea was to combine Barry White and Chris Rock, but it's surprisingly fitting and it fits really well into the movie. So that's one, uh, one of the reasons why it's one of my favorites. Also just alone, it's a pretty like, it's a good song and for some reason even though he doesn't sing or like necessarily like rap he just mainly like talks on it it really works with chris rock and hey it's it's possible that he could have a successful music career i know this isn't the only song he's ever been like featured on or anything and obviously barry white is an absolute legend but yeah this is one of many examples where something that might not necessarily work somewhere else somehow worked for Space Jam in its favor. So yeah, I love it. <laughs> I mean, just, I mean, so they were able to get a legend like Barry White onto this soundtrack. I mean, how, how do you do that for a kid's movie? It's like, hey, Barry White, do you want to be in this Looney Tunes movie and br- provide your voice for this? How much money did they have to give up for him to do that? Like, either Barry White really likes Looney Tunes or they had to pay him a lot of money for it. Barry White is just so cool. Like, I could just see him, like, totally agreeing to do it just because. Just but that's what helps, though, about having such a big star, just in general, like, world, like, world-renowned, like, Michael Jordan. Just because I feel like he could make any request and pretty much get whoever on that soundtrack. Like, there are no limits to that. You know, you can't, like, no regular actor could be, like, like, if, I'm just gonna name like Taylor Kitsch. Like if he if he was just like, oh, give me whoever on this soundtrack, like the executives will look at him like he's crazy and be like, okay, that's not possible. But if MJ says, if Michael Jordan says like, I want Michael Jackson, I want like Barry White, you bet the interns are just gonna scramble out of their fucking office and like <laughs> down the stairs and try and like find any way possible to get whoever he wants. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's why it's like seeing Barry White is surprising, but like when you think about it, it's like it's like I could see why he could he could do it. <laughs> I mean, you talk about bringing in legends. I mean, Barry White, you can't top it. But I mean, I think this group of five rappers. I'm talking about my song now, if you don't mind. Of course, of course, go ahead. I mean, this is a song. I can't. I still can't believe they were able to make this and make it so damn good. Like, this is the intro for the actual Monstars, Hit Em High. This was the theme song for them. It started off with, like, the intro. Actually, Coolio did the intro, according, according to Genius.com. He says, it was, Coolio provided the intro saying, Greetings, Earthlings. We have now taken over your radio. Man, how old is that? Literally referencing the radio and no one listens to radio anymore. Like, it's all about Spotify now, but now that they go to the radio, and 
each rapper gets like their own verse in it too. Like it says, be real Method Man, they do the pre-chorus. Method Man gives the chorus to his own. And then everyone, uh, and then Method Man also Busta Rhymes helps out with the chorus. Like they all kind of like interchange and switch out. It's like a WWE tag team match. There's like one guy tagging out, another rapper comes in and he'll tag out. Two more guys come in. I just, it's just, the lyrics, how it's written is so good. Like there is no, like 90s rap was a lot of violence, a lot of objectifying women, a lot of sexual references, drug, like talking about drugs, guns, a lot of that. In this song, there is none of that. They made no references to any of that. There's not even a swear word. And it's still so good. They managed to make a family-friendly rap song good and honestly still just as a hype in 2021 as it was in 96 like this song like you said Ryan I don't drink a lot of wine I'm not a wine guy I do not care for wine it's too bitter in my opinion but this the chef's kiss right here honestly in my opinion looking at all I I listen to this when I go to the gym like this is my workout song like when I'm out for a run or when I'm out like lifting weights this is the song I'd legitimately listen to. If I'm going to be it's honest, awesome. I, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, it's honestly such a good hype song. So like, I'm from now on, I'm going to start using it whenever I work out, which isn't super often, but I'm going to start using that. <laughs> honestly, I think one of the best, whoever has the best like lyrics in this, like the best like verse, I either got to give it to Coolio it's just so weird saying that name just normally. Either Coolio or I'm going to say Method Man. L Cool J has some good stuff in there too. Like all of this is really good. But I really just like Coolio's like, it's just his, he's known more. Coolio's more than just Gangsta's Paradise. Come on, he's more than just Gangsta's Paradise. But the flows, what he says here, just his rhythm in general is just really good like this one verse that he provides. It's just excellent what he dropped right here. And I really hope someday some basketball team comes out to this theme song because you have to, man. I'm going to call up Brian Dutcher right now and tell him, hey, this is what you need to walk out to next season. You need to walk out to this song. It will get the players hyped. It will get the show hyped. Because everyone loves Space Jam, man. Come on, how can you not love Space Jam? Yeah, it's honestly, it's it's an American treasure, man. And now that you said that, I got to call up, you know, my buddy Adam Silver. I got to tell him, you know, Adam, you got to have Space Jam night, like, around the league. That would be so cool. <laughs> but back to, back to your song, though, I definitely agree. And it's really cool just because it has a lot of, like, pretty big artists for, like, the 90s and rap, like, Be Real. From the amazing Cypress Hill, there's Coolio, who obviously has Gangster pa- yeah, Gangsta's Paradise, and a couple other big regional hits. There's Dello Cool J, Method Man from the one and only Wu Tang Clan. There's Busta Rhymes, like pretty like incredible posse cut that they got for a children's movie. So yeah, also and still a great song that obviously holds up super well. Aging fantastic. And if I had to pick a favorite verse, it would probably either be Method Man or Busta Rhymes. But it's really impressive, especially since you noted this point, 
that they made such a menacing like hype up song for a basketball game that was still like child friendly and like these guys they love to let you know the expletives fly like in a lot of their music because they're like very intense you know but it's just it's so fun but it doesn't even sound like kid kid friendly that's the thing because it's not too like overly like soft or anything or like because they could still keep their like personalities and their mantras and stuff in place so yeah just another example of how awesome space jam is i had i had something on my mind but then i can't remember what it was like oh my god it was right there on the tip of my head and i just can't think of it right now oh we'll, we'll move on anyway it doesn't really matter i'll probably think of it sometime in the future hopefully that would be really nice to have to happen but Let's talk about the second one. Second one, it was originally going to have Hans Zimmer as the director of music, as the composer, and then it was announced that Chris Bowers would also be in it. But then they announced that Chris Bowers would be getting solo credit for the soundtrack. It's kind of interesting what's going on with the soundtrack right now for the second Space Jam movie. I mean, I'm kind of I'm trying to look it up on Wikipedia right now. But what do you what do you think will what, give me your opinion. What, how do you think the second one is going to look like in terms of music? I think the set, like I'm basing it, okay. Because the way that I'm sort of basing it is off of LeBron's music taste. But at the same time, the funny thing about the first one is that, you know, like obviously Michael Jordan was friends with a lot of high profile celebrities, like musicians, athletes, etc. But the funny thing is his music taste is very like, like old school, not even like old school in terms of like like old school R&B or old school hip hop, like old school in terms of like stuff from like decades before. Like that's like a lot of his music taste. So I don't know if it'll be the same way where they just get a lot of popular artists at the current moment. So like for that, for the first movie, it was 1996. Now it's 2021, who's the hottest artist right now. But I feel like LeBron, since this is sort of like his like passion project i feel like he'll have a lot of input over the soundtrack and i honestly think it'll be mostly like hip-hop oriented there could be some r&b appearances i don't really know like specifically the direction it's gonna go i think it'll be like sort of similarly structured uh structured in terms of having like a lot of hype up songs for the movie i think there'll be a lot of like sort of high profile collaborations i could see like, if I was going to predict, like, artists to be on there, like, I feel like one of either Drake or Kendrick will probably be on there or something. Uh, probably a lot of even high-profile, like, R&B artists. I'm going to guess Ty Dolla Sign because he's everywhere, literally everywhere. <laughs> so that's my prediction is that he'll show up there, too. But, yeah, I'm sure we'll get some more details about it soon, like, closer to when it comes out, obviously. But yeah, I, I feel like it's it's easy to predict at least the direction yeah. sort of that they're going to go with it. And going off of that, I think this is also going to be a movie where, because like kind of like with the first one where Michael Jordan kind of like gave like what he wanted and then they would like enter to scramble around trying to find it. I think this is also going to be a situation where LeBron James will be able to use like his star power, maybe his clout, and just say like, no, I want this artist to be in here. Like, I, I feel like he's going to get some kind of influence. He's probably going to have like a lot of his friends do it. And like I said, 
I would be very surprised if Drake was not in this because Drake is a very big basketball fan. Like he's basically the front man of Toronto Raptors. I mean, come on, how could, how could he not be in this movie? But looking through um, Chris Bowers right now, um, hang on a minute, I had the, had the page up right now. Yeah, looking at Chris Bowers, apparently he's collaborated with both Jay-Z and Kanye West back in 2010, 2011 for a, um, it was for an album, it was a studio album for Jay-Z and Kanye West. He's also done some collaborating with uh, Harvey Mason, Jose James, even a tribe called Quest, he kind of helped that out. But I think one of the bigger ones is oh my god it was somewhere here hang on a minute uh yes he he did he produced the music for something called kobe bryant's muse and it was basically like a documentary about kobe and this is back when kobe was alive of course but he was able to compose that the music for his post-basketball transition to film and tv production so chris bowers knows his way around basketball so you already kind of have that like <coughs> he already kind of has that experience but i think kind of beats out hans zimmer a little bit no yeah because i mean obviously hans zimmer is known for scoring tons of really popular films and like just for example christopher nolan's like dark knight trilogy stuff like that but i think yeah in terms of this film particularly like bowers sounds like He'd be the guy for the job. Also, one artist that I forgot to mention earlier that will likely be on the soundtrack. Uh, my guess is Two Chains because mm. Braun, like A and R, his like 2019 album "Rapper Go to the League." So they obviously have a very, very big collaborative relationship, just like involved already in music. So I would not be shocked at all to see him there. There's a good chance like Future might show up somewhere. Because I'm trying to think, because LeBron like loves showing off on his IG story, like the new art, like the new albums he listens to when he's in the car, and you know he's like listening, he's like doing his little dance in the back seat or whatever, and like bobbing his head. So, <laughs> like, uh, just ba- based off that, yeah, I think it'll definitely be rap based. I could also see like during the movie, possibly another like older basketball related song being played. So something even like hit him high or like Curtis Blow's basketball where like the intro is like they're playing basketball you know you know like that song yeah so I can or if they really want to go all in with it play a song by an NBA player so like some of Kobe's old music or Shaq when Shaq used to make music oh I think I think that's what they should do I don't know if they will do that but they should do that don't quote me on this do not quote me on this right now i'm gonna look it up um i think damian lillard is actually got has some rap music out there and so i think if they they could they could probably put damian lillard like some of his music in there as well like it would work if it's a a basketball he's a basketball player so it would definitely work no i'm like absolutely positive that he'll have a song in there just because he is a part of uh the cast and he does he has dropped like a number of like albums i believe i also want music from miles bridges to be in there because i love his songs i don't think they'll be in there but yeah but honestly damien lily that that was a good suggestion i honestly believe he'll have at least like one song on the soundtrack well also zendaya is going to be in the movie as well she's voicing lola 
do the voice on Lola Bunny, and she does have a voice. She's got a decent singing voice, so we could see her in there. At least in the soundtrack. That is true. Yeah, because no, yeah, I didn't know until like the trailer came out when they said like Zendaya would be in. So I could also see her appearing on a song. That would be that'd be cool as well. But yeah, since like so many celebrities are already going to be like in the fo- in the film, I feel like there will probably be some like cameos too that'll show up that they haven't like announced yet. Like you said earlier, since Drake is so heavily involved with basketball, I would be shocked if he didn't show up randomly in like Toontown or some something <laughs> like that. Like <laughs> now, also I, I was looking at the Wikipedia article and I saw that Speedy Gonzalez is gonna be in the movie and he's gonna be voiced by Gabriel Frickin' Iglesias, which makes me as a big Gabriel Iglesias fan super happy, but that's a discussion for another day. I have one question before we wrap this up. One thing. Chris Bowers had that collaboration. Are we going to see Kanye in this? Oh, good question. Good question. I, I'd say no, but there is a possibility that he will show up. And the reason why I'm saying no is just because he obviously lives a very turbulent life. And back at the time, because like I know which like project you're referring to that he worked on, like with him and like with Jay Z, and I know that like and not that Kanye and Jay Z are like supposed to be on like bad terms right now or anything, but like it's just he's in a very interesting space right now, and I don't I don't know if I could see him appearing on the Space Jam soundtrack. I think it'd be cool if he does, and I think there is a chance he will, but my ultimate guess would be no. I feel like you're honestly right. I mean, I would like to see Kanye in there because, like, in his glory days, he was a very, he was, like, top of the world kind of rapper, like, the songs he drops. But with the kind of life he's living right now, he's going through a divorce right now, isn't he? Like, I'm pretty sure he's getting divorced. So Yeah, and, like, but I could see it, though, because, like, the one thing is, since this movie has been in the works for, like, a while, they might also have some older music that was recorded like a couple years ago so i could see that happening just because i know lebron's been pursuing this movie for at least at the very least like five years because i know it's been like rumored for a long time and they finally got to film it so i could see some stuff that's like in the vaults also you know they're dealing with very powerful people you know they could pull some unreleased stuff from the vaults you know work their magic yeah it I think so. I don't think Kanye's gonna be in this one. I'd like to see Kanye in it, but no, there's gonna there's gonna be enough star power in this movie already. I mean, we've already got cameos from God knows how many NBA WNBA players are gonna be in this movie, so it's gonna be fun. But please don't suck. Please do not suck. It's literally all I'm asking is for this movie not to be bad. Like, please, please. Don't be bad. I want Space Jam 2 to be good. Just, just focus on the basketball, please. Literally all I'm asking. There are no guarantees in life, Jason. So I hope <laughs> it's good too. But I, hope <laughs> I, I also like, I wouldn't mind if it's one of those movies that it's like so bad that it's good. That'd that, be funny like, too. That also, yeah. So that also would bring me entertainment as long as, as, long as I'm entertained. Yeah. And honestly, it's kind of what Space Jam 1 kind of was. Like, it kind of like some people thought it was so bad, it was so good. Other people think it's unironically good. So, hey, who knows? It could be good. 
it could suck, but the final verdict is if the soundtrack isn't good, throw it in the garbage. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. This has been the Daily Aztec Music Podcast. I'm Jason Freund, joined by, uh, of course, as always, Ryan Hardison. Thank you, everyone, for having such, for listening to us today. And we hope you have a very nice day. And go Space Jam. Adios. Yeah, yeah.